and boom goes the dynamite. It is Monday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you, as always, by Fight Game Media. Kevin, how's your week been, buddy? Uh, it's been all right. I stayed inside, out of the heat. And, it's a good move. Uh, Solid yeah, move. Try, basically tried to keep a low profile. <laughs> and so the heat so the heat doesn't find out where you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you you can't give it any. T- you can't tip Stay it off to your close location. To the floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a smart move. What's what's been what's the temperature been like in Oklahoma City this week? I think today was a hundred and five. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, again, it's Albuquerque. not the dry heat. It's not the dry heat. Yeah. The, no. Uh, Albuquerque desert. No. It's no. Like nice and it's not quite not quite New Orleans <laughs> either, but but uh, we're right a, in between the dry. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, aside from the dry heat, Albuquerque is um, is over five thousand feet elevation. Yeah, uh, it's the highest, the highest I think big city in America, higher than Denver, and so it net like it, I mean it's hit a hundred a couple times, mm-hmm. but it's just been in the high nineties, something like yeah. that. So not quite and as it bad as everywhere else. Night, doesn't it? It does. It gets into the sixties. Yeah. It gets into the sixties every night. So that's really yes. nice. Someone today I had lunch with. They were were. The, someone was out of town from out of town and they were asking about Oklahoma if it was always this hot. And mm-hmm. my friend described it as uh, living in a hairdryer <laughs> because it's so windy. Now, let, now my, the one downside is for the first time in my life. Oh, wow. The, I didn't even think of the super hot wind. Yeah. My God. Hot wind on your face. For the first time in my life, I live in an apartment complex. I've never lived in an apartment complex before. And I live upstairs and so the the staircase to my front door mm-hmm. is just just exposed metal, and there's mm-hmm. like no trees or anything in between the sun and that yeah. metal. So <laughs> and my my blade. back is my back is real messed up right now. <laughs> so I'm like kind of trying to like trudge up the stairs and grab yeah. the sides, and it's like roasting my hands. <laughs> and then I try three or four steps without my hands, and I'm just. And I, it, it looks like I'm in the middle of like a Dusty Rhodes Terry Funk match from back in the day, just without the blood. I'm just right. grimacing, yeah. hunched over. It's like it's not legs. a pretty. It's not. Yes, absolutely. It's not a pretty picture. Not a pretty picture at all. But uh, but I have I have survived thus far, though the world seems to try and take me out each and every week. Um, speaking of injuries, speaking yeah. of somebody who's. Uh, with quivering legs, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> You've got an update here on Santana for us. Yeah, I checked in on uh, so Fightful uh, re- re- did a report on him today. I happened to check before we went on, and uh, they confirmed a lot of the things that we reported. Some wild damn straight. rumors. You're damn straight. Right. We trusted our guts, and we were right. That's right. Uh, I've got a sizable gut, people, and you yeah. don't need to. You, you need <laughs> to remember right. that. Don't question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Santana, Mike Santana is, uh, you know, he was. Is that the man's name, Mike Santana? Mike Mike Santana. I had no idea. Yeah, lots of news being broken today. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) My mind is blown. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, he got hurt at Blood and Guts, uh, tweaked his knee, didn't even, you know, pretty much disappeared from the match. We haven't heard anything since then. And since then, there's been rumors about his contract and not being happy, him and and Ortiz not being on good terms. I've heard so that, today, that, that yeah. it's a heavily tweaked ACL. That is, yeah, yeah, it's twoked. Uh, yeah. 
So uh, Fightful reported uh, today that it, it is an ACL injury, and he's probably going to be out 8 to 12 months. So it's not Jeez. good. He's not had surgery yet. Um, and most people believe that his contract expires this fall. So okay. I don't know if AEW is the type like WWE where they freeze the contract and you know just sort of hold it until you come back. And it, I don't it think seems that, like they wouldn't. I don't think do so. That. I, I don't yeah. think they've. I haven't heard of them doing that so far. And yeah. We've dealt with a lot of contracts from from a lot of people who've had injuries in the past, and we've had no indication they're freezing contracts. So then the question becomes. Does AEW place enough value on Santana as a singles, mm -hmm. as a singles act to bring him back? And yeah. to me, he, Santana and Ortiz have have they have absolutely delivered in AEW at oh. every level. Every level. Yep. Um, I would want to bring him back even even maybe a short contract and see what he can do. But mm -hmm. uh I, I wouldn't want him to just walk away from AEW. On an injury that is not that's a poor way to go man for somebody yeah, that's been that's a really such a part of this company for over yeah, over a year year and a half mm -hmm. the inner circle made made AEW. the inner circle was mm -hmm. the comp what was the group putting this company on the map yeah they carried him in uh 2020 i mean you know like yeah. people people give best friends a lot of credit uh and this is no diss on best friends by the way no uh that uh you know that they're kind of made because they worked so hard during the pandemic and the daily place era with no fans the, and stuff. But you know, who was on the other students. side of that was proud yeah. and powerful. Yeah. You know, that, the five star match, the best friends that was with proud and powerful. Santana's that's exactly right too. That's right. Uh, Does so, he have a chainsaw though? No, we're, no yet, we'll get to the chainsaw. To, we'll we've yet to, to find that out. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think, I think the last several months, it seemed like he was really more interested in single stuff and uh, wanted to be a single star. Maybe that was part of why they weren't on good terms. Mm -hmm. um, that's just speculation, though. But as we've learned, our speculation, you can go to the bank with it. That's uh, right. But, you know, he'd been doing more singles matches. He got his first singles title in Puerto Rico and for the uh, Latin American Wrestling Entertainment Group, which I'd never heard of before today, but. Oh, totally. Classic Federation yeah. right there. Classic. Uh, so he relinquished that title over the weekend. Um, and then today, actually just like several hours before we recorded this, he tweeted a cryptic tweet saying, I'll speak soon. Oh, snap. So who knows what's coming I, from there. But if I were him, I would, but, you know, he wants to be a singles guy. And I think he could be a singles guy. Yeah. But it's very Let's, clear he's like fifth on the pecking order of Latino uh you know, single stars that AEW wants to push. I think he has put him below Thunder Rosa, which yeah. he's, he's below <laughs> might, Thunder Rosa. Might have, let's, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, he's, he's right there, I think, with Mercedes Martinez. It really is a shame if if the breakup of Proud and Powerful is due to Santana's wanting to be a singles act, and then he gets this, this devastating injury, mm -hmm. making him give up his first ever singles title. That that yeah. that is that's such a shame. It is a shame. Yeah, I hate. You know, I saw one singles match with him. Uh, how long ago was that? A few months back on the one of like Jonathan Gresham's Terminus shows. He did a match. Yeah, with Jonathan Gresham, and he was great. I thought. He was oh, great. that was a great match. Yeah. And but like we talked about before, like I kind of understand if he doesn't think that AEW is going to give him that shot because. You know, they're not. When, they, when they spun him off against Jericho, it was him versus they're, Jericho. Then yeah. pretty quickly, it was 
he's the backup to Eddie. Then he's the backup to Eddie, who's the backup to Moxley. Then he's the backup yeah. to Eddie, who's the backup to Moxley, who's the backup to Claudio. If, yeah. if you're going to be on national television in America, AEW is his best shot at being a singles champion, as in there are 25 belts at the moment. <laughs> but... He does, like I said, AEW is not, they're, they're not gonna. Like, mm. I just have a feeling like that if he wanted to be in contention for any belt, they'd be like, okay, we're gonna slot you in for three and a half years from now. Right. We'll start your storyline in six months. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think ever, I don't think anybody has that type of patience at, other than maybe Wardlow. Right. Nobody has that <laughs> level of patience yeah. in professional wrestling. And if I were him, I would look at what Alan Angels did, honestly. And mm-hmm. and I, I would like him to stay in AEW, but I, honestly, T, uh, Impact would probably be a better situation for him. I think he'd mm-hmm. be a, a star in Impact, and I think he'd be put over in a big way in Impact yeah. and be a part of some uh, real mainstream storylines. And I, and I don't see that in the cards in AEW unless he's in Proud and Powerful and they're the fifth wheel in a massive group mm-hmm. that may add Anna J at any moment. Right. <laughs> they could, you know, who knows what's going to happen with ring of honor. There could be room for him there, but yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. That, I hope so. I really hope ring of honor opens up more opportunities for more people. And I really hope mm-hmm. we get an announcement for TV um, here at, at death before dishonor. We're going to be talking a lot more about uh, ring, about Ring of Honor and Death Before Dishonor before the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned Santana's cryptic tweet. Mm-hmm. That's not the only cryptic tweet of the week. We yeah. had one from Fuego del Sol. Mysterious mass man, Fuego del Sol. This just just came across this before we recorded. Um, I don't know if this is as dramatic a news, but hey, he's got a new mask. Oh. Apparently when he... Uh, he did a dark taping and uh, had a new kind of black mask, new look, not as flashy. It was a little darker in his presentation. And his cryptic tweet said, change is going to come. And uh, the, the you know, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But the interesting thing is all the responses to it. One of them being Alan Angels recently uh-huh. released and now an impact posting, hey, you're stealing my gimmick. Um, <laughs> uh Sammy Guevara tweeting something like, um, Hey, I'll give you your gear back. We can work this out. Um, so there's lots of speculation that, uh, you know, his contract that he so dramatically got on the first episode of rampage yeah. was just about a year ago. So right. some, many people are speculating that he got a one year contract and maybe doesn't, mm. you know, is looking at the end of it. Hasn't gotten any news. Am uh, I correct in remembering doing... Am I correct in remembering that he was given that contract by Mr. Cody Rhodes? He was he was given that contract by Sammy Guevara. Actually. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. After he got destroyed by Miro in a, in <laughs> a match that became right. the controversy of the week between me and Mr. Paul Fontaine. What was the controversy at that uh, at that time? I don't remember. Uh, this. I don't want to get into it all, but it was. Oh, I want to get deep. It's actually deep. when I when I really decided I really liked Paul was uh, he got very mad that Fuego was getting a. Um, anybody significant that, showing against Miro and it triggered a lot of arguing about, um, you know, whether or not, how, if that's how you make a guy and if you, right. You know, listen, if anybody, if anybody is listening to this, who's new to the fight game media group, just know if you're currently fighting with Paul Fontaine, 
and you don't become dear friends, you're a psychopath. Yeah, you're right. clearly, <laughs> you need to seek professional help. You're a sociopath. You don't have emotions. Paul Fontaine, the loveliest man yes. on the planet Earth at the moment. Also, yes. if you're brand new to uh, the Fight Game Media Group, you should check out patreon.com slash Fight Game Media to, fight, to check out Fight Game Media Plus for just $5 a month. You get um, extra shows from everybody here at Fight Game Media, including me and Kevin, who I swear are not quite living up to our, our once a month deal. And we need to work harder <laughs> at doing some special shows very, yeah, very soon. That's very and true. And you're going to get extended shows from everyone else here. You're going to get uh, the ex- not everyone, but you're going to get extended co- versions of Brace for Impact and a number of other shows. So it's absolutely worth it. $5 a month. You can't beat it. It's cheaper than fast food. And as always, check out FightGameMedia.com for all the latest in MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. And Let me tell you also a little yes. throw in a plug there. You know how hard the Patreon mm-hmm. people were. We do, we're on the free show, right? We're just we're the yeah. jerkers. Yeah. The, the, the main eventers are on the Yeah, on we're the, the opening feed. act here. Yeah. Uh, the Dynamite show goes this every is fi- right after yeah. Dynamite. Ladies and airs. gentlemen, welcome to Fight Game Media Dark with with James <laughs> McDaniel and this Kevin. A, but at least elevation. At least elevation. Yeah. Uh, so the Dynamite show normally airs with uh, Paul Fontaine and uh, Jeff Hawkins right after Dynamite ends. So by the time you right, but if you're if you're a night owl, by the time you go to bed, you can watch all of Dynamite and get the recap in the same night. This week, the uh, episode mysteriously got lost in the cloud. Oh my god! Episode gone, but that's right. We we, we got the did. rampage show. They got the rampage show. They went back Friday night, taped a special show just to not let the fans down. That's the dedication they, you get. They sacrificed their Friday night for you, for you people who don't right. even want to pony up five dollars a month. <laughs> Are you, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Ashamed. Yeah, I think also, so. I think, I'd, the, I'd, I think leading with a stick is really going to drive the subscribers. Oh yeah! Listen, I will come to your houses and make things very, very uncomfortable to everybody who doesn't <laughs> pony up the five dollars. I understand we'll be losing money on that, but I'm a very petty man. Pettiness runs in the in the veins of everyone from this great state <laughs> of Louisiana. Yes. So yeah, check it out. Hope you'll like it. Um, if not, you know you're, you're down five dollars. How bad is that? Come on. All right. All right, let's see what is up next. We've got uh, let's talk about the ROH pay per view. Um, I am super hyped for it. I'm not as hyped about the price. I thought the price yeah. was twenty nine ninety five, and that just that hit me perfect. Like yeah, yeah, I can I can do thirty bucks, but then they raised it to thirty nine ninety five. I don't know if they raised it. It just was announced at thirty nine ninety five. Yeah, it was just about pop it up. It is pop too it early to wrap this show either. up. Too early to wrap this show. She is uh, in the window watching people go up and down uh, the uh, those those boiling hot stairs, and those yeah. people did not ask for her permission because she doesn't give permission, Kevin. That's right. So that's what's going on right now. But yeah, forty bucks, little steep for my blood. Yeah, the last Man, one was twenty nine. Yeah. What if they just keep doing this to in, in, in <laughs> ten dollars extra every single pay per view? Yeah. It's like boiling the frog. They'll just see how how the long they can. Thing is, they know how many they know, know how many if they, they sold. Keep doing FTR Briscoes, it might yeah. work. That's the secret. They they can make however high they go. They can get to Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor numbers, but 
But if they keep upping the ante on FTR Briscoes, and this is the only chance I get to see the Briscoes versus a true top five in the world tag team, top three in the world tag team, they're going to get my money. Like, they're going to. I'm going to watch this pay-per-view. There's no chance I'm missing this pay-per-view for that one match because the last one was the best tag team match I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Yeah. And this one, this one's feeling like it feels like this one's going to be better. And the thing is, the story of that night was the Briscoes had the worst night ever. Mm-hmm. They lost they lost their ROH titles. Then they went and they lost an impact. And the and the fact is they'd had a number of wrestling matches that weekend. And yeah. they lost most of them. Right. And that's the story here is that they weren't fresh. They yep. put on the best match you've ever seen and they weren't even fresh. Yep. And it's a great story. Been, yeah. FTR had been doing you know, match a match a month. Yeah. Match a month on, on Dynamite. I, I really do apologize for my dog, everybody. I really do. Right. But um She's I'm gonna smart part. Right. That's right. She is protecting this family. You know? Just like <laughs> you know what? Just like the Briscoes. That's right. Just like the Briscoes protecting their farm. That's why you can't be tying up their phone lines on a Friday night. That's right. <laughs> Jeez. But uh so yeah, it's it's too expensive. It is twenty nine ninety nine was the right price, and that's the price that should stay. Um, I don't. Th- okay, so the question is, and you've got this here in the notes: Is it too many pay per views? Mm-hmm. So AEW has been doing four four pay per views a year, one a quarter. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, if you and add two since one of those four, yes, yes the the Forbidden Door is is a special thing, right? And I think we're verging on too many pay-per-views. I think it's too many close together. But on the grand scheme of things, going from four to seven in a year with two ROH pay-per-views and the Forbidden Mm -hmm. Door, and there'll be another ROH, it's not crazy. It's not wild. It's not like we went to uh, from four to to Mm twelve, but it's a little it's a little much packed too close together. Just like they run Chicago. A few too many times, a little bit too close together. That's mm-hmm. what's kind of going on right now, to where they're 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 stretching a lot of people's budgets and a lot. And I think most of the fans are going to still try and watch most of these pay per views. Yeah, but some people are going to miss out on them, and that's something that WWE learned back in the day. Yeah, is when you miss a pay per view and you realize you didn't really miss anything. Yeah, that's a big issue. So yep. they that's have to I... deliver on these pay per views. You they you they people have to feel like. They really missed something. That's how I fell out them. of. That's how I fell out of uh, fandom with UFC. Yeah, so that happened I to a lot of to, people. I used to watch. Well, I was used to watch every yeah. UFC pay per view. Yeah, and would usually find somebody. There'd be always be someone who's somebody hosting it at their house. You yeah, know, you throw in five ten bucks yep. and have a great night. And then after you know that was the era of Brock and GSP and all that. Yeah, and yeah. then then they just started doing more and more shows. And after a while it was like, I missed that one. And I missed that one. And I missed that one. And then I stopped knowing who they are. Yeah. And then, you know, after a while I just sort of fell away. It always, it always makes me laugh when Dana white posts on Instagram, it's fight week, everybody. And it's like, dude, <laughs> it's always fight week. It's never not been fight week. That's you have like a show. NBA. You have a yeah. show every week. I you swear know. at one point they had competing shows competing against themselves yeah. <laughs> one international and one in america that happened right. that actually happened there's that so happened many all UFCs. times a day now yeah th- this weekend 
I look, usually I've been doing a radio show for uh, ESPN 977 mm-hmm. turned Sports Talk 977 Louisiana, largest all sports radio station in the state of Louisiana, since 2009. So generally, I always know what's happening in MMA because mm-hmm. I talk about it every Wednesday. But since I started this job, I've 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 been I've done maybe two episodes in the last two months. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start getting back to a regular basis next week. So I hadn't looked to see what was going on in MMA this week. I hadn't looked at any MMA news, but I knew I'll wake up Saturday and I'll look up the card and I'll research the card and I'll be ready for the card when it hits. Mm-hmm. Then the card hit at 9 a.m. <laughs> I think I woke up at 9:45. Yeah, and so I was already I, I was already down. I was already down. I'd missed fights before I could even attempt to look this this fight up. And so I was like, I give up. And then yeah. it turns out Matt Schnell from North Louisiana, right around where I went to college, had like the fight of the decade. And I totally missed it free on ABC, oh, all man. because Dana White and his damn fight week. Oh, either way. No, that that is how people, that's how you lose fans yeah. who were willing to pay money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're there yet, but they need to watch it. And yeah. I'm really hoping when we get the new deal, when we get the new TV deal, I'm hoping we get a streaming deal and they can move to a situation like WWE for mm-hmm. $10 a month. I'd be willing to pay $15 a month, although I doubt they would charge that. Yeah. Um, because now WWE has people used to basically free pay-per-views every month. Right. Yeah. And, um, and AEW is already in the business of giving away a lot of really good fights for free. Like mm-hmm. we're going to get to uh, when we talk about Dynamite here in a second. So I think I think it's risky what they're doing, but I don't think we're quite there yet. I don't think it's yeah. overkill yet. And also, these are ROH. Some people don't give a crap about ROH. That's true. That's true. So, and I, think, I mean, those are bad people. Right. <laughs> those are terrible human beings. Yes. But uh, yeah. I, I think I would, number one, as a fan, I would rather have them have not enough than too many. Mm-hmm. And I think even as, yes. as a promoter, I would rather have not enough than too many. But I, I, I think one of the things that this part of their model is like WWE is so concentrated on. We always talk about like, or say we don't, we don't really talk about this that much. But you know, people talk about uh, the casuals and the and the, yeah. the hardcores, right? And yeah. uh, one thing that that I think. Tony Khan does. And I think when we get to like talking about dark and dark this week, we see that is that he knows who his core audience is and his core audience is wrestling fans. Yeah. And he'll build off of that and he'll see if he can build off of that, but he's never, but he knows that the people who are going to give him most of their money Mm -hmm. are the, are the hardcore fans. Yeah. He's not going to, you know, and I want to, yeah, as he expands, he's going to expand more to the, to the people who are willing to fly into shows who are willing to buy three pay-per-views in a quarter. That's the thing is that AEW clearly doesn't have the same number of fans as WWE. And I truly believe there are more fans in 2022 for sports entertainment than there, than there are for pro wrestling. And those are two very different things, but the pro wrestling fans, me, you, Paul Mm -hmm. Fontaine's of the world, we are willing to devote much more money to what mm-hmm. we love than your casual sports entertainment fans who do. And again, I don't, I'm not making fun of these people. They like what they like and there's a product for them and that's great. Mm-hmm. And I love there's a product for them, but we like different things. 
they seem to like a big, colorful spectacle and to chant some words along with everybody else in the arena. And we want to see a 60-minute banger with with um, a lot of snapmares. I'm here for the <laughs> snapmares, Kevin. And uh, and I, I'm not willing to give those up yeah. to chant damn at people. Yeah. Um, but But for real, like... I'm willing to pay a couple hundred bucks for a good ticket to a show when it comes around. I'm willing mm. to pay $50 for a good pay-per-view and $30 for a good ROH pay-per-view. I'm a little little iffy to get it to $40 for ROH. <laughs> but still, I, well, I think there's a I think I think Tony Khan has a good business model at the moment mm-hmm. that could keep him going for a while because the fans he has are willing to spend the money. Yeah. Well, we talked, you know, back when when we first Matt, our stories are similar in that we both yeah. kind of fell away. I never thought I'd pay more than $10 for a show ever again. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and even that it was like, yeah, I'll pay for it as long as I also get access to all the archive and all that stuff. Right. The network yeah. spoiled us. Yeah. And I was pretty much like, yeah, I can never see myself paying for a pay-per-view again. And I have bought most of the AEW pay-per-views since yeah. they started, you know? And, yeah. And I've definitely bought them in the last year, partially because I'm doing a podcast now, but yeah, but like neither one of us would be doing a wrestling podcast if it wasn't for AEW, you know, I wouldn't think. A lot of people like to mess with us about like our love for FTR. Right. And, and, and my love for the Briscoes is even beyond that. But the fact is if it, if it, and, and I don't love everything Tony Khan's done. I think he's made a lot of mistakes but if it wasn't for Tony Khan, we wouldn't be seeing these matches. They'd be happening on indie shows that we might not even know about. Mm-hmm. And like my love for AEW, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is because we we have wrestling again, real professional wrestling, real with tag teams and people in masks and people in painted faces and managers and all the things I grew up loving that I thought I'd never get again. And I'm willing. I'm willing to put out what what little money I have. Yeah, I'm willing to put out <laughs> to support this company because I want to support this company, dude. The last thing a man who is 300 pounds, red redheaded with Tourette's needs to be wearing is pro, is, is is pro wrestling shirts that are a little too tight. But I'm buying those <laughs> pro wrestling shirts because I'm supporting this t-shirt company, man. That's right. I want to support this t-shirt company, so I'm going to have my best friend's shirt. And I'm going to wear it. And yeah, it's a little bit too tight, but I, I can't move up to the next size. I'd be way too big. So it's an issue, <laughs> but I'm here and I'm supporting them That's right. with every dollar I have. Yeah. All right. I don't even know how we got into that. I'm sorry about that, people. We're just getting a little um, reflective tonight. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Looking, because listen, like Tony Khan led us out of the desert, man. We weren't, we were the, almost there for 40 years and 40 nights. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense at all. That doesn't make sense at all. But like for 15 years, 20 years, we were in the desert with nothing yeah. worth yeah. watching in pro wrestling other than ROH, which you had to buy a DVD. Um, yeah. Like six DWG months after the fact. Or, yeah. Yeah. It was an issue, people. It was an issue. Yeah. And now it's on national TV every week and we are blessed. And even when it's bad, we're still freaking blessed. Yep. Yep. But this week wasn't too bad. This was a pretty good week, I think. Yeah, it was good. Definitely the high points were great. Yeah. Uh so let's see. We went well, let's uh let's let's go let's let's hit the heat index because we'll be able to hit some of the high points, I think. 
okay of of or of dynamite and and rampage here in the heat index um you've got a killer list this week let's start with honorable mention i think we inaugurated honorable mention last week yeah let's keep it rolling and you've got a good one i've got uh put them both on kanosuke Takeshita, and john moxley Um, yeah i i kind of Takeshita, i almost didn't put him on just because i feel like everything i'd say about him was everything we said last week but he's just still killing it man you know and um you know should we should we put puppet up in the uh in the breakdown of this week's episodes she is now a featured attraction i mean she has a voice in this show too so yeah that's right that's right um no I'm, i'm glad you listed them both i'm really glad you listed them both um which one do you think is hotter at the moment I feel like Takeshita is hotter just because he's more novel. Like he's still yeah. fresh and new and, and still has he's, such a ceiling. I think Moxley, the problem with John Moxley is he's our, he's great. He's so great. He's probably but he one of the over a, guys in the show, but he's yeah. still at the same level he was before. And I wouldn't yeah. even say he's more over now with the belt than he was without it. He does not have a story. And yeah. the thing is, when Punk returns, this will be one of the hottest matches AEW's ever had, if yeah. not the hottest. Right. But he should be involved in a story up until that the time that happens. Or he just needs to be killing people. Like, he just needs now, to be unstoppable. Now, Takeshita bled in this match, correct? He did. Yes, he did. John Moxley said nobody enters the Blackpool Combat Club yeah. unless they've spilled blood in the ring with him. Yeah, it's true. And we know we've got Takeshita for a year. Mm-hmm. Now that would be a story I'd be into to catch the entering the Blackpool combat club. Although at that point I would say like, let's cut it off. Yeah. Let's let's like, let's end it right here. <laughs> this yeah, is Blackpool enough people. Combat club red and black and the wolf. Pack. Yeah, exactly. It could get, although with, with Brian Danielson out for God knows how long. Um, and I kind of agree with Dave Meltzer. Once you're past five or six weeks, you start mm-hmm. getting really worried with his history with concussions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they need some, we haven't seen a lot of Blackpool lately because I don't know. I don't know where Wheeler is, but he ain't here. And we've had Brian, Brian Danielson's been injured. There's not a lot of Blackpool um, hanging around about these days. And yeah. it would be great if we brought in a new guy and I would love it to be Takeshita. And you're right in that he feels novel. He feels like, when Muda came into WCW and I, mm-hmm. I don't mean to be like, Oh, he's an Asian guy that came in, but he's a foreign wrestler that you weren't used to who came in and, and just was on fire from the beginning. Yeah. And that's how I see Takeshita. He came in and he's just hot from the beginning. And, and that's always, and just like Dan, we talked about Daniel Garcia, he just appeared one day and was awesome. Yeah. And that's always exciting in wrestling. Cause mm-hmm. For years now, we've kind of gotten the thing that when new people come in, and at least in WWE, they're going to lose for like 18 years before they get a push. And um, and I miss the days of Vader coming in and murdering Tom Zink right there in front of God and everybody <laughs> and yes. not going to prison. Right, you know, right. and, and so and Takeshi just kind of been in between and that he's really hot. He takes really good wrestlers to their limit like Adam Page, and then he loses. So he's not quite a Vader, but you realize this guy has something. Right. And um and so yeah, and in a weird I, I think way to is the guy. Yeah, but in a weird way he's kind of like speaking of Fuego del Sol, like that's kind of his he's kind of booked the same way. Like have the guy who's yeah. crazy hopes on now he's levels and levels and levels above Fuego and in yeah. both potential and skill, but 
you know, it's still kind of the same, you know, here's a guy that everyone gets behind and he loses. He's got, they've got to put him with somebody that he can beat. Yes. Uh, that is, that is a real issue in AEW is they do have a lot of guys like that, that you love and they keep losing, including to some extent, Eddie Kingston for a while there. Um, but they do need to beat some people. We need to see mm-hmm. them get wins. You know, you can establish this person is a little better than this person, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, like we've now established, Wardlow is better than Orange Cassidy. That's right. Um, but Orange Cassidy is better than Adam Page. And then Adam Page is just apparently deceased at the moment somewhere. Yeah, just running around in a tie-dye shirt. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Um, a bun. I'm sorry, yeah. Adam Cole. My bad. Adam Cole. He's better. Oh, Orange yeah. Cassidy better than Adam Cole, yeah. not Adam Page. Um, I haven't made that mistake in a while. I have a feeling we're about to go through another <laughs> string of those. Yeah. Um, okay. Number five, Christian. So I've been a little resistant so, to Christian just cause you know, but he's, he's a player like he's, you know, we oh, talk about is. stories. There aren't really that many stories happening on AEW right now. Right. No, and there's not, he's, but he's got one and he's, I mean, it's pretty much one sided right now, but Christian has worked for all of the top companies in pro wrestling for mm-hmm. 20 years now. And I am genuinely shocked it took this long to put him in a turtleneck. But now that he's in that turtleneck, this is You're prime right. Christian. Yeah. This is the best Christian we've I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like we haven't seen him wrestle, man. He hasn't yeah. wrestled, but he gets all the heat. He's always talking about somebody's dead family member. Yeah. And he's just the ultimate heel. And that that power is in the turtleneck. If we if mm-hmm. all of a sudden that thing gets damaged and it turns into a deep V, this whole thing's over. And so we we need to protect that turtleneck with everything we have. I, w- I wish I came up. Can. I wish I came up with this, but I can't remember who did, or else I'd give him credit. But someone was suggesting that he should go back to his roots. Remember when he used to wear like that like netted shirt? You know, when he was in the booth. <laughs> except he needs a of the netted, netted turtleneck. Except in the netted shirt, yeah, it just needs to be a a turtle a turtleneck with like the sleeves deep cut off. So like the sleeves are like the shoulders and arms are exposed, but the turtleneck still goes up the neck. Would the netted turtleneck be a turtleneck? Is that what that would be? Because I, I like I really like that word you, you just yeah. coined. Yeah. I'd be into that. <laughs> um, I'm ex- I'm I'm really interesting to see when Jungle Boy comes back. I mm. feel like he's gonna need a partner if he's taking on Luchasaurus and Christian. Yeah, and who's that gonna be? Is that gonna be? Brian Pillman Jr. or Griff Garrison? Mm. I doubt it. I, I, it doesn't need to be them. So it uh, maybe I'm Matt Hardy. It's be like Matt Hardy. Yeah. I hope it's not Matt Hardy. That's Matt nice. needs to rest his knees for. Yeah. It. I don't know. Somewhere in between a month and thirty fucking years, yeah. he needs to rest his <laughs> knees. Um, just it I hurts hope, to watch that man I move. Know. It's sad. And I, I know, like I say yeah. that all the time, but I, yeah. that's, that's what I feel like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he's walking on stilts. <laughs> yes, that's exactly and, right. And yet he is no taller. Like underneath those pants, he's Cotton Hill. Yeah. He's got nothing below the <laughs> knees, right. and he's Hill. just on little stilts <laughs> attached shoes. I w- that wouldn't surprise me in the least. I mean, we amazing. had Kerry Von Erich wrestling for right. a long, decent amount of time with one foot. Maybe they should um, do the Cotton Hill gimmick with Matt Hardy, where he just like <laughs> and he hate that could be who Takeshita could beat because he hates him because he's Japanese and they blew his legs off. That would be a great idea. That's a phenomenal idea. They took his legs in the Pacific, which yeah. apparently is in the Atlantic. 
right. um, in the middle. <laughs> Let's see. So number four. Uh, I had to put these two together, so we're kind of cheating a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. It's our show. Uh, Wardlow and Orange Cassidy. So we had Man. them as like number, I think we had them like two and three last week. Yeah. And so now and, they've uh, fallen, but they're together. Yeah. So and they haven't was... necessarily fallen. Others have jumped past. Yeah. That's this was a it. great match, Kevin. I loved this match. I really did loved. too. I I, it was a it little, was... it was a little long, but that's nitpicky. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. But it was, it was. I, the right amount of comedy with the right amount of seriousness. Yeah. The fact that best friends want or want to cheat. Yeah. They've always been a team that's they're They're, they're cool, but they're kind of mean to some people mm-hmm. and they will absolutely kind of cheat, but they don't really know how to cheat. They're not good at cheating. They're not good at cheating. They're terrible at cheating. I loved, I, 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 I popped for the chainsaw <laughs> truly popped for it. Yes. Um, and I also loved Wardlow making Wardlow taking the initiative to pull Danhausen from under the ring. Yes, and he had a little talking to where Danhausen thought thought better about his yes. ways and, and calmly curse. and coolly left. Yes, yes, left ringside. That was great. That he just went. He just knew right where he was. Yeah, and just pulled knew, him out. Yeah, I loved that so much yeah. because if you're a keen observer of pro wrestling which someone like Wardlow should be, mm-hmm. Danhausen generally gets pulled out of the same spot. If he's there, yeah. that's where he is. Right. And sure enough, and it just made Wardlow seem smart, and it made him seem cool. Yeah. And the way he talked Danhausen out of it didn't have to brutalize him. And uh, I like that they had they, they had a good match. That Orange Cassidy hit him with his finisher, and it hurt him. It hurt him bad, mm-hmm. but it didn't finish him. And then he managed to like catch the second try at it, mm-hmm. um, and hit him with the hit him with the power slam, not the power slam, hit him power with bomb. the uh, power bomb exactly, and just did one. Yeah, it didn't, just didn't it, humiliate it was, him. Yeah, it was everything I wanted in a match between two faces. It was perfect, and I loved it. Yeah, it yeah a great yeah. way to start out dynamite as well. Do you think it? Do you think it has any effect on? Because you know, last couple of weeks I've been so high on orange Cassidy, like higher than I've uh-huh. ever been on him as far as like, yeah. wow, this guy's getting to the next level. Yeah. Do you think it knocked him down any, or do you think he's just right where he was? I think he's right where he was, but he needs yeah. to get a good win very pretty soon because he lost, he lost to Zach. He lost to uh no, not Zach. Osprey. Um, yeah. Osprey. He lost this one. He's had a mm-hmm. couple wins, but not over big guys. He needs a good win soon, but yeah. if he gets that, I'm not worried at all about it. And the fact is Wardlow's the guy that's in his twenties and orange is the Absolutely. guy that's in his forties. Yeah. Wardlow's the guy that needs to go over here. And they did a great job of putting him over without hurting orange. Yeah. Because orange almost had him like it, yep. it is conceivable that in a rematch orange might've won, but orange does not need to win mm-hmm. in this match. Okay. Number three, number three. And these people would be number one. They're actually number one in my hearts. In my heart yeah there uh, the thing is yeah. i know where you're going and this yeah. is happening in roh it's not happening in aw right. so we can't put them yeah. all the way at the tip top yep ftr and the briscoes it's the hottest match in the business right now i think um but not if you only watch tv if you only watch aw tv you'd barely even know about it stephen king has a theory on hell <laughs> And his theory is this. that 
his theory, and it's there's a short story based on it, and it plays mm-hmm. into a long running, incredibly involved series called The Dark Tower, mm-hmm. which um, The Dark Tower started in the seventies, it ended in the like two thousand and six or so, and it turns out thirty around thirty five of his other books were connected to The Dark Tower. They were mm-hmm. all a part of mm-hmm. it, and uh, the theory is that it, that hell is basically deja vu. You're you're living the same situation over and over and over and over again and um but generally not good situations unpleasant mm-hmm. situations kevin if i die right now and i go to heaven it's going to be ftr versus the briscoes every damn night 365 <laughs> days a year 24 7 they're just yeah. going to go they're going to literally fight forever and yeah. right sitting right behind me i'm not going to yeah. be able to see anybody else i'm not even going to see him i'll just hear him it'll yeah. be terry funk yelling fight forever yeah and that's heaven <laughs> that is heaven and that is why yeah. these guys earned Earned number one, even though we've got them slotted yeah. at number three. The only reason I have number three is because they're just not on TV. And but they're but they're sure as heck on YouTube. Yes. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. You sent me the YouTube link and I watched mm. it right before we did the show. Wasn't the greatest thing I ever saw, but it was no. it was great. It was great. Yeah. It was so much fun. They had a like the Briscoe, like number first of all, they're very very um cordial. There's like a collegiate atmosphere mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. we had a great match. But, of course, the Briscoes, it wasn't the greatest match because they no. lost. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, sharing, they're, sharing, they're sharing liquor with them, not some good, I think, uh, tequila or something. Yeah, it's like and, a $300 and near the end, tequila. Yeah, near the end, the Briscoes poured out, and they almost come to blows. And dude, that, that should have been on Dynamite. Like, that whole thing. Yeah, that's thing, the definition of shit. That's the Dynamite. definition. Like, we're, we're jumping ahead here, yeah. but we, this is the place to talk about it. Right. That shit should have been on Dynamite. Yeah, I'm cussing because I really care about this. That yeah. was awesome, and yeah. and again, I think back again. I liked I liked the setup, and it was an ROH guy interviewing him. But Jr. is great in those backstage situations. He would have been really good doing this. Jr. would have been great in that. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's a that's a better place for him. Yeah, but uh, my God, it was wonderful, and I'm gonna watch it again before this yeah. match. Um, it really was needs great. to go watch that. It's on the AEW YouTube. It's pretty mm-hmm. easy. There's, there's, it's kind of tinted in red. It talks about death before dishonor. You see the Briscoes, you, you know, mm-hmm. you see FTR. It's yep. easy to find. Go, go watch it. Yeah, and they, uh, like you said, this wasn't like the earth shaking, you know, like the, greatest thing ever. But it was there was no Campbell's chunky soup. It, there was nothing like no. that. <laughs> no, it's exactly what it should have been. It, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it, it just really sold their characters. Um, you know, Dax gets his stuff in about his kid and all that. Yep. And, uh, um, but it's just like, it just shows how it just, it, it, it just tells you what that match is going to be like, because it's yeah. like, yes, we both agree. Each other are one of the best teams in the world. We both agree that either one of us could beat the other on any given night. And it all depends on, you know, uh, who's, who's in the best position. I love that they played up the storyline of the yeah. Briscoes, how hard they worked. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they were wrestling four times a week, that, that sort weekend. of thing. Yeah. And they were being exhausted and FTR. And I like the little, the little, he even threw out the little dig on him. But like you're wrestling every three weeks on dynamite, you know, like you're the privileged boys, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, it's just, and they're just hilarious by the way. Um, no, they are hilarious. They, they're hilarious. They are some of the, to me, the Briscoes, are one of the most hard-hitting tag teams in the world. 
Mm -hmm. They're violent in a good way. They're old school in a good way. And when they're funny, they're hilarious. Yeah. Like they have everything I want out of pro wrestling and in the right degrees (laughs) and that they're not overly comedic. Right. When they're comedic, it's perfectly timed. Yeah. Um, so I've looked ahead in the lineup mm-hmm. here, and there's no place to mention what I want to mention. Okay. It has nothing to do with the Briscoes, That's nothing right. to do with FTR. It has to do with the last year's AEW award winner for best Twitter follow, Nyla Rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nyla has been on. I find, So after that, I followed Nyla. Yeah. And I have never noticed her more on Twitter than this week. Number one. Um, Leo Rush apparently made a GCW appearance after having retired from WWE, mm-hmm. retired from GCW, and retired from AEW. And somebody, uh, IGF All the Wrestling is the name, mm-hmm. uh, tweeted in all caps, what's Leo Rush doing here? Let's go, hashtag GCW, to which Nyla Rose quoted the tweet and said, retiring. <laughs> That's clearly what he's doing. And then there was something else this week. There, there was something even funnier Either yeah. way, Nyla Rose, I She's thought savage. that was ridiculous. She is a savage, and yeah, she absolutely is one of the best Twitter follows. Had to get that out. Okay, Kevin, number two. Number two, and I almost put them as number one, but uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee, the tag team, the new champs. What? Like we had been complaining for, like that's one of the most. Yeah, they weren't doing we've been anything. Saying, is they weren't them. doing anything with them. Yeah. One night they became, you know, the biggest act, one of the biggest acts on the whole. Promotion. Yeah. What was your thought of the match overall? Did you think it was a really good match? I did. I really enjoyed it. I, and I really I think, enjoyed this match. Yeah, I think especially as it went, I I did not expect the title change at all. No, and I uh, expected if. Number one, I didn't expect it. Like, that is clear. Number two, I thought if there was going to be a title change, it would have gone to Team Taz. Yep, me too. To me, I felt like those are the guys. But when this happened, it's like, okay, they're Mm -hmm. a little late to the game, but Mm -hmm. they're finally trying to put these guys over as as stars. And I don't think it's going to be a long reign. I have a feeling these guys are going to break up and lose in a match and lose the titles. I don't know to who. But one thing that was interesting is Dave Meltzer kind of talked about this this week and finding out everybody assumed we were moving towards Young Bucks versus FTR for all the titles on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And um, it turns out that was never in the cards. They were never looking at that. Um, And so it's going to be interesting to see where they're going. But also, also, of course, we've long been told Trio's titles are coming – they're mm-hmm. coming when Kenny Omega comes back, and it's and we kind of know it's because that'll be Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus uh, Adam Cole mm-hmm. and Red Dragon, and now we got no Adam Cole, we got no Kenny Omega, we don't know when they're coming back. So know, I think even have a Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, some th- I think some things are getting rewritten right now. Yeah, and uh, and that to me that's exciting because th- that makes me think the tag division is wide open, right? And maybe they had some plans and they're replacing them. And they're replacing them with the people that should have should have had some real movement a few months ago. Yeah, that's a good thing. They, um, yeah. So they did. They blew the they blew the tag rankings out wide wide open. Like the whole yeah. division. three, four, and five are out. Like they all lost yeah. this week. Right. Three, four, and five lost, and then the champs. Yeah. So then the and then the champs lost. So next week yeah. it'll be like Young Bucks number two. 
Yep. And I'm excited to see what the new rankings are going to look like. Yeah. And the teams that beat them are all in feuds with other teams. So it's not like anyone's like obvious, you know? So there's part of me that thinks, I hope, I kind of hope this, even though I really kind of want to see what Swerve and Keith could do as a team for a longer run. There's a part of me that wonders. So, you know, the young bucks did not get pinned in that match. No. And, uh, somebody clearly a match that needs to happen. Yeah, and somebody pointed out that um, oh, the the legal the, man, the legal man wasn't even the guy who got pinned, but Tony Khan said the referee, you know, stands and all this stuff. Referee's There's a way for final. them if they wanted to do a rematch or have the Young Bucks get a a rematch of their own, just one on one team, they could totally do that. Maybe it like battle of the belts in a couple of weeks. I mean, um, and then ha- the theory would be Young Bucks could win that match. They'd be three time champions. Yep first three-time champions and then it would be the three-time champs established as the greatest AWF champs against FTR with all the other belts yeah at like all out that's a great um, idea could be amazing and then even and then if FTR wins young bucks still have one more title reign than them so they still get the little <laughs> yeah you know, pride factor in it absolutely okay um and this goes back, this is what I was talking about earlier. AEW gives away a lot of really great matches, mm-hmm. a lot of five-star matches, and a lot of title changes for free on TV, and we weren't expecting it. Man, that was great. It was yeah. fantastic. Okay, number one. Number one, I got to go with Claudio Castagnoli. He's How did he have much... a great match with Jake Hager? <laughs> yeah, I loved that match. I loved I it. I love that match too, yeah. And it was against Jake Hager. It's yeah. terrible. It's just when you got two guys who know each other that well, I mean, they teamed yeah. together for a long time and they clearly are friends. I mean, you can just tell when two guys get in there and they, yeah. they're, they're happy to be in the ring with each other. Also, um, yeah. to be clear, I tend yeah. to practice hyperbole a bit. I don't think Jake <laughs> Hager's terrible. He's not the yeah. best wrestler in the world. Yeah. But uh, it was a surprisingly great match. Yeah. It was so good. It really was. And... and uh, how yeah, are you feeling and, about Claudio getting signed now? Feeling better? Hey, I'm I'm into it. You know, I don't know if he, I don't know if I would make him this big, but but if the idea is to yeah. make him the face of ROH, that's great. I think that's fine. I don't know if I that's going to happen though. Yeah, I think this was just well. I think the signing was particularly well timed mm-hmm. because they are out so many superstars right now. Yeah, so many major stars, and he's a great guy. To, like he was the right guy at the right time to just. Mm-hmm. To fill a major spot. I mean, we we haven't. I mean, we've talked a lot about Brian Danielson and about um, CM Punk. We haven't talked as much as much about Adam Cole and a lot of these other guys right. being injured. And I believe Jay Lethal's injured. I mean, there's a lot of guys who are who are on the bench right now. We've got to have somebody to replace them. And Claudio's clearly that guy. He stepped up too. Yeah, haven't seen a lot of Samoa Joe lately. Is he injured? He's. I think he's hurt, but it's kind of a storyline injury leading up to the match for the I got you. on the ROH pay-per-view. By the way, I think he's just resting. This week's appearance by Jay Lethal and <laughs> yeah. and, and Satnam Singh. Yeah. Like for for some reason, like I I very rarely like just give Satnam Satnam Singh a good look. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like paused and like looked at him. Mm-hmm. He may be the most physically intimidating wrestler I've ever seen. As in, he looks like a true giant. Like he yeah. looks Andre the Giant sized. Right. 
but he's not doesn't have like at least in my era like i you know um guys that are in their 50s they knew like jacked andre the giant i never mm-hmm. saw that andre yeah me either but, but you know my andre couldn't quite walk as well right and satnam singh is like a perfectly proportioned monster yeah like he's just un- a like, giant uh, man yeah el gigante wasn't that muscular um right. a lot of the guys either weren't that muscular or weren't well proportioned or right. whatever he is just he looks like a monster dude yeah and yeah. uh and it helps hoping, that he's in a he's in a he's in a promotion where like you know guys are five nine yeah absolutely saying they're six feet so yeah um, <laughs> also i'm a like also he is i'm excited that he is in a place where he can get trained by paul white who was exceptional early mm-hmm. on and dustin rhodes who's who's not small you know right. dustin six 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 seven those and 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 is, a, and is an excellent pro wrestling trainer um you really can't probably can't ask for two better guys to put a guy through the motions early on and teach him the basics of pro wrestling than those two. Yeah. Which also reminds me, great Kali has a wrestling school. I discovered that this week that exists. (laughs) What does he teach them? (laughs) He teaches them wrestling. He teaches them wrestling. I discovered this because apparently someone was trying to do drills on the chop to the head. I'm still wondering how long they spend on drills being a, being abandoned outside of red Robin. There's a deep cut for old <laughs> F4W listeners. Um, I was abandoned outside the red Robin. Yeah. Um, but there's a news story that popped this week about the great Kali was in a very small car in India uh-huh. or wherever. I, I think India and somebody was trying to like hold them up for money. Like, uh, I don't know, somebody that, that had control over some road and mm-hmm. great Kali, like, literally like choke slammed one of them for real and it's just a wild story and then that led to them talking about how right now he runs a wrestling school in india and uh wow. yeah i hope some of those people are able to make their way to dustin Rhodes at some point oh and, wait oh it's a, there's re-learn. like a video yeah there's a video you can find this this yeah. exists and also he's in a shockingly small car like shockingly small car <laughs> with at least three other dudes yeah He's it's like a Toyota Tercel. Yes. Yeah. He's basically sitting sideways. Yep. To fit. I'm, oh, I love that you're fine. I love that you're looking oh, I know. this I'm up looking right, at now. right now. Yeah. Oh, I love it. He's he's walking around. Now the guys are like completely regretting what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Imagine they're just imagine trying trash. to shake down people in a car <laughs> and great Kali gets out or Satnam Singh gets out. That is comical. That is, I would cackle if I was the guy. It's about to get chokeslammed. I would get chokeslammed laughing at the yes. ridiculousness of this situation. And I love that. And my luck. Just, as he's walking towards him, he's literally just pointing, pointing in the air, like make like his, I'm going to make the point. Well, he's got to use yeah. his best wrestling move. That's the best one I think he had. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs uh, to look this up. Everybody needs to see this, the insanity. That's funny. Okay, let's see. So what did we not talk about on Dynamite? We didn't talk about Thunderstorm. Um, I was really excited uh, to see in the interview that Britt Baker's back. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if she said this. In my mind, she's like, hey, I'm back because this division sucks without me and it's boring. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had a bag of sand, uh, yes. clearly making fun of Thunder Rosa sandbagging people. Yep. I love that. This is Britt's division. Everybody else is just living in it. 
Yeah. I adored it, and I'm ready for Britt to be back. Like, let Adam Cole get healed on his own. We need you right now, now more than ever. Yeah. And Jay had a match with Serena Deeb. That's the nicest thing I'm going to say about it is it was a match. Yeah, yeah. Ty Conti did some things with her backstage that I somehow missed and also could not find when I, when I rewatched the show. It was a blink of I doubt it was moment, good. Yeah, yeah so no, it was very missable. Yeah. What's that, Puppet Up? Puppet Up liked it. She was, in, she was yeah. all about it. She's a big Anna J fan. Yeah, big Anna J fan, Puppet Up. Um, me, not so much. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's dynamite. We have touched. Oh, <laughs> well, we missed 2.0. Jericho. We missed Jericho. What? Talk about that. The so did you watch the Jericho promo? Yes. Of him coming out in the suit, kind of old school, two thousand nine ish. Yep. Uh, I liked it. I liked it too, but I forgot it. Like I literally yeah. forgot about it. Yeah. And so that tells me it was good, but not not memorable. Um. Right. We also had a two point uh, Daniel Garcia promo. I'll go ahead with Jericho. Talk more about that. Yeah, no, there were, I mean, there wasn't a lot. It, 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 you know, he. I liked that he talked about. Uh, you know, I was in a barbed wire match when I was 22 years old. And, yeah. You know, but 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 I agree. It's kind of a thing of like we're not seeing anything new from him. You know. I expected Eddie Kingston to say he was raised in a barbed wire crib. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't get that line yes. yet. Right. And I also like that this is just like a. I believe this is called a barbed wire everywhere match. Yeah, barbed wire everywhere. I don't I, know what I, that means. Listen, I want if you're promising me barbed wire everywhere, yeah. I have high expectations for the yeah. amount of barbed wire. Right. I want I want the floor to be barbed wire. Yeah. I want the everything. I want the I want the I want the 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 two tunnels they come out on the stage for yeah. the entrance to be barbed wire. Yeah, in barbed wire they have to like climb through the barbed wire to come out for their entrance yes i want then, bryce like, rimsburg like, wrapped in barbed wire and then like navy seal train where they have to like climb down and like <laughs> shimmy and army crawl underneath the barbed wire like thing you know to go down with little explosions going off all around right. him looking yeah. like the uh looking like the vietnam rec- right i want this to look like a scene from gi jane yeah i want it to look like rushmore where it's clearly a bad high school <laughs> rendition of apocalypse now simplify brother <laughs> oh man that no i don't know what to expect but i hope it's ridiculous now yeah and and i keep saying like i keep thinking i'm a fan of like serious old school wrestling mm-hmm. but then i say things like that and those that's real that's my heart mm-hmm. and i'm like am i though because like, i kind of <laughs> like some ridiculous shit like i yeah, do yeah. love some nonsense in wrestling on occasion just not all the time I'm gonna to have to look for the uh, if if they do any explosions. I'm gonna to have to go look for the uh, GIF from Rushmore of uh, um, Bill Murray standing up at the end of the play and raising his fist. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, you've got to have that ready. You've yeah. got to have that ready for Twitter. Um, okay, so Rampage. We 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 had Kings of the Black, Black of the Black Throne. Yes. Versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds, and it was a work of art. I loved yeah, it. It was fun. We got to see John Silver going toe to toe with Brody King to see who is the strongest. Oh yep. my God! It was again. I think I think Silver and Reynolds are a really good example of what I love in wrestling, and that they're a little ridiculous, and they're also really really good wrestlers. Yeah, like give me those two things together, and I'm I'm a happy man. You know, it's the thing of like, um, you know, when we went to Double or Nothing. And, uh, 
you know, we've talked about, that was my wife's first ever wrestling show. And she'd never, you know, she was going in really cold. Yeah. And it was somewhere in the first, I think it was during the Dan, it was during the pre-show. It was the Dan Housen, uh, match. What was that match. Yeah. Dan Housen, a hook against, uh, uh, um, the lawyer. Oh yeah. Uh, Mark Sterling and Mark Sterling. niece, right? So it's mm-hmm. total ridiculousness right off the bat, right? You've got this like yep. horror movie host and, you know, that's a great way to describe a little badass twink boy and, uh, yeah. and a lawyer dressed ridiculously, you know, and then a guy with like killer apps and, yeah. <laughs> and they start getting the match and she's like, I, there was this weird reaction where she was like, Oh wait, all these people are actually really into this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like wait, what? like, like, yeah, these kind of like paid a lot of money she, for these tickets. Yeah. She was just like, Oh, and then she kind of said, like, I think I get it. And I go, like, what? She said, it's like when you go to uh, um, the uh, Medieval Times restaurant and you'd, like, pick the knight. Yeah. You know, who's doing the thing. And I go, yeah, it is. You just That's decide. Fair. She's like, yeah. you just you just decide you pick to get into it. And I go, and yeah, you just, you just decide. And that's what that's what Silver and Reynolds are like. Is like when we talk yes. about like ridiculousness, you know, it's like, yeah, Johnny Hungy's going to stand up against this giant tattooed man. Yeah, man, <laughs> we're maybe three it. times his size somehow. Right. And we're like, yeah, I buy it. Absolutely. In my mind, in my mind, Brody King was exactly twice the size of Johnny Hungy. You're right. And 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 very much like like Puppet Up is not going to back down from anybody. No. Who's thirty times bigger? Like not gonna <laughs> ever back down. And yep. um and I and I love those guys for it. And they're great freaking wrestlers. They yeah. really truly are. And dude, they're never gonna have the title. They're never gonna no. be world champions. But they can give a lot of world champions really good runs for their money. Mm-hmm. Like Young Bucks, FTR. I think both have actually had really great matches mm-hmm. against Silver and Reynolds. Um. And that's somebody else I would like to see fight forever. Yeah. So then, yeah, but then after that match, you really get to see what the next feud's going to be. And Darby yeah. appears out of nowhere <laughs> to jump onto Brody King. You, We've really, like, if you have any heat, any heat at all with Darby Allen, yeah. you need to keep your <laughs> eyes on the top of those tunnels because somebody's right. coming off them. Yep. Um, it was great. And then to, to like, the gamesmanship between – Sting and Malachi Black was kind of like, I know it reminds me, you know what? I was about to go into a Star Wars reference. I'm not going to go there, but uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. We've already done Stephen King and Rushmore. So I think you're good. It kind of reminds me of in the, in the Star Wars prequels, which were God awful sacks of shit. There was a, there were a couple really good scenes where like um, Darth Maul was cut off from, I believe Qui-Gon Jenner, Obi-Wan Kenobi one uh-huh. by like these, these, these doors, yeah. these force uh-huh. fields, I think. And he's just kind of stalking back and forth. Uh-huh. And that was my favorite scene in all the prequels yeah. was that scene where they, they were ready to kill each other, but they couldn't quite yet. And they're just kind yeah. of stalking. And that's what I felt was going on there with sting and Malachi black is it's going to be awesome when you see it. You're not going to see it yet. And yeah. we can't quite walk away because neither of us can be the first to walk away. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. You actually sold me on it more because I was going to say that I loved it and hated it. Because okay. I liked it, but I also was like, 
look, Sting's awesome, and they, you know, the way they book, he's the he's the Undertaker yeah. of AEW. Yeah, but but I'm also like Malachi Black should be one of the baddest dudes walking, and he shouldn't yeah. be afraid of Sting. And it's kind of like he's afraid of him because he's a legend, and we kind of know. Yeah, we right. kind of know. Right, Malachi Black will probably win that situation one on one. Yeah, but Sting is such a legend; even Malachi is a little yeah. unsure. Yeah, and that's what was made. At least, at least not going to do it when he sees him coming. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, going to do it with the lights out. Right. So there was a cryptic little. Another speaking of cryptic things, this wasn't even so much cryptic. It's just where they going with it. Right after that, Miro had one of his little video messages where he's Listen. praying to God. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of God, first of all, dodging Miro. Miro's called right. him out for a long time. Right. Now he's praying to God instead of challenging God. Right. I don't know what's, happen- what, what's happening here, but I know God hasn't stepped up to the plate yet. <laughs> God has been too busy terrorizing he's busy. me. He's busy terrorizing me. Like, too busy terrorizing I'll me to take to on Miro. I'll get you soon enough, Miro. I've got to like, deal take, with James. Take on somebody your own size, God, <laughs> and that on. is Miro, not me. Yeah, Miro can't get justice because God's too busy hiding James's car keys. That's exactly right. And breaking <laughs> my damn back. Oh, we have to laugh. Can I tell you, cry. by the way, real quick, we have, we, this is something we usually talk about offline, but I think this is a good story. I think this is a humorous little interaction I had with a doctor this week. Um, for those that don't know, really injured my back about a month ago. Um, got the got an MRI last weekend. Got the MRI back, went and met with the doctor. He's like, all right, let me pull the MRI up. And there's one disc I see in my back, in my lower back, that looks so much different than the others, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, I see it right there. That's the bad disc. And he grins and goes, well, that's actually the good disc. Oh, no. And we both started laughing. <laughs> me and the doctor both just broke out cackling with tears coming from our eyes. And this isn't a doctor I go back with years that we're really close. Right. I've met this man once. And um, oh. either way, that was a pretty great moment That's in uh, my medical history. That's Now we can move on with professional yeah. wrestling. Oh, God bless you. But he did add, you know, yeah, good disc, all things considered. Yeah. All yeah. Considered. Okay. All things considered. <laughs> All right, where were we? We were, we were with Miro. We were with Miro. Yeah, Miro. So Miro's calling out the House of Black, and he's like, should I join them or destroy them? And he's got to destroy them. Well, I know. That's all I got to think of is there's three people in the House of Black, and there's only two of Darby and Sting, so maybe. that's a Man, that's a that's a great match right there. That's yeah, a phenomenal little team. Because the thing is, what's, like Sting is limited in what all he can do. Mm-hmm. Darby is the guy that's going to get thrown around. Right. You need somebody that can really do some power moves one-on-one mm-hmm. with these guys, and, and Miro's perfect. Yeah, Miro would be great. And that would be a huge reaction if he came out third. You know, they bring the two of them out. Maybe we'll find okay. out that the god that Miro worships is Sting. <laughs> All right. Does Miro walk? Okay. If they do team uh-huh. their first match together against House of Black, does Miro come out in face paint? Oh my gosh. I don't and know. What would it look like? Cause we did that yeah. with CM Punk. Right. And it was awesome. Yeah. So the, that's the question is, would Miro's be reflective of the other guys or would Miro's be like, um, kind of like a look inside the brain of a, of a psychopath, <laughs> like just madness, just right. madness. Um, 
which is kind of what I'd be hoping for. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I'm a sucker for that. I'm a sucker Absolutely. for that. I mean, look, Yeah. being a little kid, even when Dusty did it, Dusty Rhodes would put on the Road Warrior paint, Yeah. which, which is, I always thought that was just so awesome, you know? And now when I look back, all I imagine is like Dusty Rhodes sitting in a dressing room while Hawk is painting his face like two, like two girls at a sleepover. <laughs> yeah. Which is the crazy thing to know that all these guys who put on this makeup <laughs> for 30 years, like Sting, right. they're putting it on themselves. Yeah. Like, They had to learn proper technique yeah. of how to how to apply makeup so that they could be Yeah. the baddest man walking. <laughs> That's exactly right. Listen, if there's one thing we know it's if you want to be a bad mother, Yeah. you better be good at, at applying some makeup. Right. Let's see. Okay, <laughs> what what do we have next here? Oh, Jonathan Gresham and Tully. uh, yeah. Give me those two together all day long. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, that was, that was one of Lee Moriarty's best matches. I thought I really enjoyed it. Um, I like Tully I just with Gresham. yes, that's what I was about to say. I just love Tully with Gresham. Give I me also that. love Tully's jacket. The I Tully want that Blanchard jacket Enterprise. so bad. That jacket's so great. Oh my I want, god, I I almost, wear. I, if they had it on the store, I almost would have bought it for Jeff Hawkins, but Do they not have it yet? I don't I know. assume they'd have it by now. Yeah. All right. You you keep talking. I'm going to look this up. All right. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. I, you know, I was skeptical about Gresham as a, as a, I know he can be a good heel, like as a, Yeah. you know, the Ric Flair style, you know, you got to beat the man to be the man kind of Yeah. guy. So I, I wasn't sure if I would like him just being super sneaky heel, but man, I really like Yeah. it. I think it works for him being that small. Mm hmm Uh, you know, I think we talked about that last week Yeah, about, we did. you know, it, 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 it works for him as an underdog, but it also kind of works for him because like, man, he's going to, he's not going to even, he's not even going to reach Claudio's nipples. Yeah. Like, No, he's not. no. And so it's, that's going to be a really interesting match. If Claudio is like just dwarfing him. Yeah. And Gresham's going to have to like just be sneak. It's kind of almost going to be like Orange Cassidy and Wardlow, and he's just got to run circles around him uh, to to try to hurt him and probably do some kind of like leg injury or something. I don't know. I'm really glad because I kind of brought that up last week and it wasn't even really a fully formed thought. It was kind of a feeling Yeah. and I wasn't sure, like I thought I was right, but the fact that it's kind of hitting you now as well, that makes me feel better about my, my idea last week of why I was really liking him as a heel. Yeah. And it has to do with his height, which is usually the other way around. Usually your, your tinier people are going to be faces, but right now it's just working. Okay, there's nothing on awshop.com Okay. for Tully Blanchard, but now I'm on Pro Wrestling Tees, and let me tell you, there's that jacket is not here, Yeah. but there are two or three phenomenal Tully Blanchard T-shirts. There's a Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA T-shirt that uh, the most violent match, let's see what this says, most violent match of all time, Blanchard versus Magnum, I quit steel cage match November 20th, 28th, 1985. That shirt is awesome. Then there is a killer, killer shirt. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just selling for pro wrestling tees right now. Mm hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've Oh, it's another one for that same match. The I quit steel cage match, which I've never seen Kevin. You never and seen I need that to match? find, I've never seen this match. All right. I don't Well, think that's our, uh, we got to do a Patreon then let's do just a to watch do that. along. Yeah. Okay.
We'll get we Jeff, also that's Jeff's that is Jeff's favorite Jeff Hawkins favorite match of all time. Now here's the thing. In 1985, it's almost guaranteed I saw that match. Yeah. I just don't have any memory of this match. I really, really don't. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see that match now. Thanks to Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> Who is like, not a sponsor real. of this show yet. Yes, not at all. But maybe after this. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not, though. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, so we had Athena and Chris Statlander. Yeah. Beat the Renegade twins. This was a squash match. Again, why don't you, why can't we have a squash versus I don't yeah. know? Well 29 seconds. The, the, that may the be the shortest time. match in Rampage history. Yeah. Okay. So my knee-jerk reaction is maybe have a squash against some actual AEW wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of female tag teams. This right. is an established tag team on Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah, Robin Renegade has been on Rampage before, so not the worst thing in the world. But I kind of, I don't know, on Rampage and Dynamite, I feel like you should have, even in a squash match, actual, like, if it were mm-hmm. males, if it were males doing this, mm-hmm. you know, at least have a, um, you know, at least have the wingmen be the guys that get squashed. Right. But I guess this is probably the closest to the female wingmen you can get right now. Probably is actually. Yeah. They're kind of the regular people on. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you the, the storyline that is the least interesting to me right now in AEW? What's that? Layla gray. Yeah. I don't give, I don't care about this at all. Like, yeah. I don't think Jade does either. <laughs> I don't think Jade does either. And I'm wondering where it's going. Like what, what, what's the payoff going to be to Stokely Hathaway forcing Layla yeah. gray into the baddies when they don't consider her a baddie, right? She's a replacement baddie. Yes. The interim baddie. She's the interim baddie. Yeah. Exactly. I, I do love that term. I love the term. Absolutely. <laughs> That's as good as, uh, what was, uh, what was our term for, um, for Dan Lambert with the title. Oh gosh. Was he honorary champion? Is that what it was? The coach, co-champion. They was co-champion. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was co-champion. So yeah, I like the term honorary baddie and I hope it leads to something, but the thing is, yeah, I don't think it's going to lead. Like, what are we? Layla Gray's not going to beat Jade, Jade Cargill. No, that's not going to happen. No, maybe like she saves her at some point, but I don't know. I, I just is it something uh, for like when red velvet comes back or I don't, I don't know. And then part of me thought, well, maybe it's like, uh, just something for Stokely to have his own thing. Like I thought it'd be fun if like, she was just like Stokely's baddie. Yeah. Like he's like, I got my own baddie. That, now that I would like, I would like that to be almost yeah. like Stokely has a female bodyguard. Right. I think I'd enjoy that. And I would love her like beating up some dudes to protect Stokely. Mm-hmm. But and I hope we get something like that. But right now I'm just not seeing an yeah. out that I I'm going to be entertained by. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean she's fine. Yeah, you know she's she's. I mean everyone she's... has been elevated by being a baddie. I think yeah. Kira Hogan's been elevated. Red Velvet's been elevated. Um, I'd never heard of Layla Gray, so clearly she's been elevated because I've heard of her. Right. I just hope again. I hope it's going somewhere better than what I. I just can't see where it's going and yeah. um, I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And she's already lost. 
There's just, I don't know. We probably talked about it more than we even <laughs> we, than we need it. to. Yeah. Time for the yeah. gun club to claim standoff. Speaking of things we care about. Yes, things we care about deeply and never thought we would. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I really hoped that, uh, that they would return that scissor when, uh, daddy ass asked for it, but yeah, no, no, no. By the way, this, uh, apparently this week at some sort of a signing, somebody asked daddy ass himself, uh, if road dog might ever make his way into AEW. And he said, we are working on that as we speak. We're working on that right now. Oh wow! So, like, it would be interesting. To, does the acclaimed come out with Road Dog in a few? I could very Daddy easily ass. see that. Yeah, uh, that could work really, really. That actually well. would fit just about perfectly. Nobody needs a mouthpiece because they, they less. basically do. Yeah, because they do. But the they hand it off. Entrance, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that could work really well, uh, even if it was a short-term thing. I'd love to see it. I wonder if they would. People would really because. Brian, what's his name? Brian James. That's his real name, right? That sounds Frank. right. Yeah, Road Dog. I mean, have you seen him lately? He's the most normal-looking dude. Like he's, you know, see. like Billy Gunn still looks like Billy Gunn. He's just a yeah. grizzled, you know, weather-beaten Billy yeah. Gunn. But Brian okay. James just looks like Brian James your, your looks like he's a, he's had he's a guest star on Mountain Monsters. <laughs> on travel channels, what he looks like to me, these I'm seeing, but I can yeah. see him. Okay. With no beard, he's an accountant with yeah. the beard. He's on mountain monsters. The thing is we don't need him to look like a badass. All we need is to hear him. Like That's his, true. He just needs the, to come out in the black, uh, little jogger pants with the t-shirt. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and that's actually, I think the, the industry term for it's little jogger pants. <laughs> the little jogger Pretty pants. sure you're right on yeah. that. You nailed it. Right. Um, yeah, that's what Roman Reigns, Reigns wears. Little job yeah, so in, in, in AEW right now, in an era where there's no storylines, this is my favorite storyline, I think. Where oh, yeah. Hangman Page is just doing whatever. Right. Just hanging out. Yeah, everybody's just kind of hanging out and having matches, but this is a storyline <laughs> that I care about and love deeply, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Then and we I have bet Luke. it'll be a fun match when that it's happens. Gonna be a, it's going to be I such a be fun, really fun match. Um, so next we got Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. Um, they don't have good chemistry together, and they never no. have. Mm-hmm. They have terrible chemistry. Seems like it would work. Um, did Ray Phoenix die in this match? What happened? He tweaked his leg. Like he did I something don't... where he where he leapfrogged someone, or he planted his legs like spread out, and his right, right. leg was kind of planted further out because Phoenix just can't do anything normally. Right, of course not. And his leg kind of quivered and he went down and for the rest of the match, he, I mean, he basically rolled over out of the ring and spent the rest of the match on his back. And then, so we're getting, we're yeah. getting a lot of injuries with Ray Phoenix lately. And, mm-hmm. and the one thing I want to say is the one man that I never remembered getting injured was Ray Phoenix. Only Ray Phoenix is getting injured. That's true. Time I after time. Something. Yeah. Uh, clearly we need to change gimmicks right here uh, to keep this man healthy um, and it's a shame he got injured in a match that wasn't that good. Yeah, it is. And it's a I shame hope he's not out long. He gets, I hope I really do because uh Lucha Brothers against Andrade and um Roosh. Roosh? Yeah, we need that. Pretty good. 
That'd be really, really good. And, and like nobody, like zero people care about Andrade right now. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. He's still a great yeah, wrestler. He's great. And I love the idea of Lost Singer Nobles in yes. in AEW. Like mm-hmm. that excites me. Yeah. And I think that might be a way to not even really change his character, but to get him over is, is there's clearly a large number of New Japan fans mm-hmm. that love AEW and having Lost Singer Nobles, the a faction in AEW. Uh, that is a way to elevate these guys to where, a place where they ought to be, and uh, yeah. it's a shame we haven't been able to get it over, get it done yet. It's a shame he couldn't have been on Forbidden Door, but uh, that's I'm what all I'm about hoping. This. I'm hoping by next year. But what I would love to see is them establish the Gobernables mm-hmm. in AEW over the next year, and then next year be able to do like, you know, Rush and uh, Andrade against. Uh, uh, Naito and Shingo, or something like that, or oh, maybe even man, all four of them killer. in Eight Man, or something. You know, just see how about they take on together. the Golden Lovers themselves? Yeah, <laughs> the Golden Lovers and their son Takeshita. That's right. That is exactly right. Okay, so let's see. Um, oh wow! Did you say? Wait, no, I was reading the completely wrong thing in the notes. I was completely. Oh. Yeah, I was I was mistaken. Um, okay, let's do uh, let's do should have been on dynamite. Outside of of course, um, the young the uh, FTR uh, dim boys sit down, which was phenomenal. That hundred percent, literally the six minutes ten seconds of that should have been on dynamite. Yeah. Um, That's I watched all I dark got for mine. Yeah. yeah. I watched dark and I watched dark elevation this week. Yep. Like there wasn't really anything. Um, mm-hmm. There were some decent matches. There were some decent matches, but on Dark itself, we had Thunder Rosa versus uh, Yamashita. Is yeah. that how you pronounce Mew, her last name? Mew Yamashita. Mew Yamashita. And we had Pack versus Shota Umino. Yep. Uh, and that was, by the way, he was back home. Pack was basically in his hometown. Mm-hmm. And they were chanting Pac, not Pack. Um, and in America, it's very clearly they're like this pack, not Pac. That I found That's that true. interesting. Yeah, it was a really fun match. I like the feel of it, in that I kind of like the tiny, tiny room, mm-hmm. smaller ring, like darkened arena look, and with um, having people in Pac's hometown like singing songs about him. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, like like they have they they did a great like he's a bastard song yeah, he's a bastard yeah it, it was really great um i just enjoyed that the thunder rosa match was a little underwhelming to me i expected more because everybody really? told me that Yama- it was a good match I enjoyed it was it. a good I match i think it was yamashita got really built up for me people say yeah. she's the best female wrestler in the uh, world i yeah. did enjoy it yeah. but i was like i was ready to have my socks knocked off yeah it was just a true. good match and i hate saying that but I, I literally just got a little built up because I didn't watch it until today. I, I think I was just pleased to see the Thunder Rosa that is that we're always told is there. Yeah, you know, that used to be there in AEW yeah. and hasn't been in a while. Yeah, and I think some of it match. might be. I think some of it might be Thunder Rosa struggles doing sports entertainment. If you know what I mean, like yeah, she struggles with the Britt Bakers and the, uh, um, you know, the more american style wrestlers and she's and i think she does better when it's just people who it's can just, really just do smash mouth just, matches and stuff yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Um, so yeah, th- th- like elevation, not elevation. Dark is definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. Those are two really, really good matches. I like them I'm, doing this and I hope they do it yes, more. That again, that it is that makes, I didn't know they were going to do this, but this makes dark um, appointment viewing mm-hmm. when you're getting all these matches that AEW wrestlers are, are, are wrestling around the world that usually would be a should have been on dynamite. Well, the fact it's on elevation means we can watch it and that's awesome. Yeah. And, and also the fact that they, that international fans can watch as well, free anytime. I think that really helps AEW a lot yeah. long-term. It was interesting though. I looked at the views on it. Uh, it was posted a little less than a week ago, mm-hmm. but it, it was a little over 400,000 views, which is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, but, um, rampage yeah. numbers. Yeah. But the, but the highlight of, uh, Lee and swerve winning the titles had like 850,000 views and it, it has right. been up like a day less. So I don't think there's any illusions that this is like anything that's going to grow the audience, but I think it really yeah. serves the audience in a, you know, yeah. in a way. And by the way, like I was uh, earlier this week, I was kind of thinking like if AEW had a network, how many subscribers would they get? Clearly, much less than WWE, and this does not mean anything. This means nothing towards those numbers. They've got like three and a half million followers on YouTube, mm-hmm. which is more than I thought they'd have. Yeah, I figured it would be right at a million, a million five. It's literally double what I expected. And a lot of their All videos, right? some of their videos have like twenty-five million views. So. Yeah, no, they do. They absolutely do. One thing I've been seeing a lot is um, kind of reaction videos of people, like WWE fans that don't watch AEW, doing reactions to like compilation videos of like everybody in AEW's finishers. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, they're kind of blown away. They're seeing moves they've never seen before. And I like that a oh, lot. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about these dark tapings because I was excited that Parker Board, uh, Parker Boudreaux. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was excited to see he was on there. Apparently he didn't quite cut it in WWE, but the kid's like 19 years old, right? He's very, very He's young. young. I don't know how young. Yeah. 19, 21, something like that. He's a guy that I could see Dustin Rhodes getting a hold of QT, getting a hold of and really doing something with, cause he's got the look. He looks like a littler Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited. AEW gets their shot with him, whether he can cut it or not. He might have, he might have nothing. Yeah, but I like that they're getting getting a shot with him. Yeah, and there's enough guys who do those dark matches that he could. I mean, he'd probably get just as much good experience. He probably better experience. I think more, he was much better. NXT. Yeah, absolutely. He's actually, doing matches instead. He's of like doing matches. A, he's jumpsuit. doing matches against guys who can wrestle because NXT doesn't have guys who can wrestle anymore. Right. They right. fired them all. Right. The guys who were making wrestlers better all got right. fired. Right. And to where now it's just green on green guys. You don't get better like that. But yeah. here he can wrestle on on dark and dark elevation. He can wrestle really experienced. He can wrestle guys. the wingmen and still be and yeah. still get better. Yeah. Dude, the wingmen can wrestle. Like yeah. um oh what's his name? JD Drake. JD Drake can wrestle. By the way, yeah. he had a really good match on elevation against um who was it? Uh, against Dante Martin, in which he oh, picks yeah, Dante that. up. Thro- yeah. Like on the outside, throws him up against the ropes, and he bounces back and punches him in the face. Yes, it wasn't perfectly done. Yeah, but it was it was really good, and yeah. it was a, it was a fine match. And that man can wrestle. Yep. And the thing is, Peter Avalon can wrestle too, and he's been wrestling 
for a long time, and you can get better wrestling J.D. Drake and Peter Avalon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let's see. Okay, so who do we have come? What do we have coming up this week in uh, AEW? Well, it's Shark Week. That's right. Network. So Shark as, Week has has left its his his yeah. his grown outside of its cage on Discovery. Yeah. And is and, and is flowing over into everything Warner they're, Media because they're a great media partner, AEW to dis, to Discovery Warner. Yeah, they are. That's true. And yeah, again, so. lots of shark cages in pro wrestling history, usually containing Jim Cornette. So this, but but okay. So we used to seeing shark cages hold like one person, right? And they could yeah. just like hang that over the ring. This yeah. this cage has to carry five people, and like, do they put tie in there too? Like. You know, it They've says the whole it says there. the whole appreciation society in a shark cage above the ring, it said. That is a lot of weight. That yeah. is a lot of weight. That's scary now, to me. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine if we have a, a falling shark cage oh, Lord. crushing wrestlers. We don't need that. No, we don't. Um hopefully I am looking ho- forward to the visual of uh Matt Menard like talking trash so loud that the entire arena can hear him from I want Matt Menard to get his big fat head stuck in between <laughs> the bars as he's leaning out to talk shit. I want to get his head to get stuck and it's turning red. Yeah. His eyes are bulging. That's all I want out of this match. That's had, all I want. I don't know if you saw the uh, 2.0 match on dark, but uh, Mr. Menard is growing yeah. a mustache. There's <laughs> nothing else I could so ask for. But after the, the most heartfelt, uh, you know, promo from the guts possible. The way he follows up on that is uh, maybe I'll grow a mustache. That's going to win over all the people who said they don't take he, it seriously. He, he can't do he can't do the turtleneck. That's Christian's thing. Yeah, as a heel, mustache I think is the way to go. Yeah, I, I support it completely. Okay, let's see. We've got uh, so yeah, we've got Jericho and Kingston the shark the shark week match. We talked about the barbed wire. The varsity, varsity blondes against Christian and Luchasaurus. I hate to say it, but. The varsity blondes haven't gotten any better over the last no. couple of years. I'm not looking forward to this other than the Christian Luchasaurus side of that. I'm excited yeah. Christian's going to be wrestling. I'm excited to see, like, is his – I hope he has new gear. hope it's darker gear. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting Brody King versus Darby Alexander, and I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. Yeah, that. yeah, that's going to be I'm giddy. a lot of fun. And then Wheeler Yuta has, is, is returning – Yep. The team with John Moxley versus best friends. Those poor best friends, man. I don't think I don't think uh Trent Beretta has gotten a win since his return. No. <laughs> and he has. is not gonna get yeah. one here. But I am excited to see Trent versus Wheeler Yuta. Like I think that could be really they could be really good together in the ring. I, this match will be fun, I think. I mean the, it'll be a lot of fun. I think they, you know they we're for best friends we're friends of best friends of this podcast so uh you know. well i know i am yeah some people with chuck taylor was out on the street I'd, begging for food i didn't say i wanted it having to cut down trees with his chainsaw <laughs> to, put, to put food on his children's table or his dog's table <clears throat> i believe he has a minivan. dog not children oh man i wonder if we'll get the minivan next week i really i don't think we will but i i would yeah. love it i would really like to see it again um, and honestly, Sue needs a paycheck. She's chaos right now That's and true. she should be getting paid. Yep. Then on rampage, we've got one match. I've seen it before. Dante Martin versus Lee Moriarty. Yeah. It'll be a good match. It'll be fun. Yeah. It won't. 
let me see how to put it. It'll be fun. It'll be like a Thor movie by Taika Waititi. It'll be a lot of fun, but with zero substance whatsoever. And if you think about the writing too much, it'll make you want to die. Yeah. How bad it is. But yeah. it's a lot of fun while you're watching. Yeah. I, I think I went a little too deep on Thor there. It'll be a good technical <laughs> match. It just I, yeah. doesn't have any substance because it's not leading right. anywhere. Right. All right. Not to then, shit on people uh, who like Thor. Week. Yeah. That's like, right. All right. Like Let's Thor. break. It was hot this air conditioned, so it was good. That's true. That's true. And the scene with the kids when they got, yeah. when, you know, yeah, when that thing phenomenal. Happened. Yeah. When that thing happened, uh, I marked And out also, for it, I was describing, I was also describing uh, uh, to Holly, because um, she likes Thor about as much as she likes wrestling, well, of <laughs> Zeus's. Zeus's enormous gut that still had abs on the uh, arm. <laughs> that's my um, so when when people look at their 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 weight loss goals, that's kind of my after. It's yeah. just the enormous gut, but like there's the hint of abs that <laughs> may Russell or may not Crow be airbrushed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like honestly, put it on your mirror. Honestly, fat Seth Rogen is my goal. That's my goal weight. It's fat Seth Rogen. All right. Um, I think that works. Let's see. So we got Jonathan Gresham, Claudio Castagnoli. That'll be phenomenal. Yeah. Small Joe J. Lethal. There's been such a build. It's got to be yeah. really good. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What? I did not know what I'm reading here. You've got okay. the notes done. You yeah. are the king of notes. FTR versus Briscoe's is best two out of three falls. Yeah. Yeah. They better give this two hours. This needs to be two hours. Yeah. I hope that's why there's only like five matches. Because that's going to be two hours of this show. Yeah. Um, Wheeler Universe, Daniel Garcia for the pure title is going to be great. Yeah, um, that'll be fun. I kind of hope Serena Deeb wins the ROH women's title. It's Mercedes Martinez. I don't think there is an undercard. You put undercard, card, card. It's yeah, all like, going to be just title matches and that's it. It's going to be more falls between the Briscoes and FDR. Right. <laughs> just all the falls. Yeah. That'll be, that's three of your matches right there. Yeah. That's three matches. When you add it to the rest, that's, That's like right. 13 so matches. You got seven matches. Yeah, right. It's, let's see. One, two, a good show. three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, seven matches. That's all we need. That's yeah. a hell of a pay-per-view. Each each match, each fall should be one hour, and we're good. Yep. We're so good. the two or three falls is worth that extra 10 bucks to you? I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I can't watch it live. I'm going to be I'm gonna be running social media for with, on the running Two accounts yeah. on Twitter, two accounts on Instagram, two accounts on Facebook, two accounts on TikTok, TikTok for On Patrol Live, debuting only on Reels Friday and Saturday night, July 22nd, July 23rd, not 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central. Um, if you're a fan of Live PD, I bet you'll be a fan of this show. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'll be doing when it's live. Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to I'm going to pass away for a few hours. So I wake up the next morning and then watch the show. The breakfast with the Briscoes. That's exactly right. Breakfast with them boys. All you could ask for. Yep. Um, we got Battle of the Belts coming. We got All Out coming. We've got Grand Slam coming. Yep. There's there's okay. One tiny gripe. It's a very minor thing. Um, I like that AEW up until recently has had four pay per views, and we know where mm-hmm. we know what they are. We kind of know where they'll be, and we kind of mm-hmm. know when they'll be. Mm-hmm. I think we need to start like codifying our grand slams and our beach blasts. So we know there's like six of them throughout the year. Oh, we okay, know yeah. kind of when they'll happen. 
mm-hmm. to look forward to. Like I used to know, like, okay, a clash of champions is probably going to be coming up in like six weeks. They're going to start talking about it right. soon. Instead, right now, we're just kind of getting random, like fighter fest with literally no build at all. Right. And I would like there to be fighter fest. Build. And it's also shark week. And yeah, like every week is something. And, 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 I, and it's like, yeah, just let us know. Like, put it on the calendar. Let us know. Let us look forward to it. Just kind of like Marvel gives us our, our, our like, a three-year slate of movies. Yeah. Roughly when they'll be, we can start wondering what's going to happen on them and who's going to pop up and all that. Give me the same thing with this. Give me the same. Like, let me know that Road Rager is coming and it's in Detroit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it gives us room to speculate on what happened in the past in wrestling in Detroit, you know? Um, what can they play into with Road Rager? Who's going to make a special appearance? What new WWE superstar have they signed? You know, yeah. And just give me. I, I'd like it to be a little more organized than the random nature it appears to be in right now. Yeah, I agree. That's all. Yep. That's your show, everybody. <laughs> How can everybody follow you online? We haven't done this in a while. Where can the people? Oh yeah, find you? at Kevin Ely on Twitter is the main place. I talk about wrestling. The rest of the stuff I talk about church and family and uh, movies, um, but. You know, I'm getting in there, mixing it up a little more. Uh, and then the Fight Game uh, Media Facebook group is a great place if you want to have uh, real non-trolling discussions um, with, with people with a sense of humor who can uh, argue about something and be friends the next day. There's that's a very rare thing in 2022. Follow me at Peppermint Fatty everywhere, specifically Twitter. I've fallen below 7,000 followers. I need you. I need you to help me get back above 7,000 but I'll need 40 of you. I need all 40 of you listening. Um, I have no idea how many people are listening, but I know it's more than 40. So 40 of you could follow me on Twitter. That'd be awesome. Follow me everywhere at peppermint fatty, except TikTok, where you have to throw an X on either end of it. Um, that wraps up the show for this evening from me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at fight game media. Have a great week, everybody. And we hope to see you back here next Monday. <laughs>